Greetings, peasants. I mean, hello, brave warriors, noble adventurers, and devious dungeon masters. Welcome back to the Knights and Nerds podcast. This is Tim, your dungeon master, and I want to say thank you very much for listening to this. Okay, got an exciting announcement today. But first, shout out to Cameron, who gave us a recommendation on Facebook, along with some very kind words. Thank you, Cameron, for doing that. Really means a lot. Also, in the past two weeks, we've had an increase in listeners. So if you're one of the new listeners who's uh, found us in the past couple of weeks, I want to say welcome. Thank you so much for checking us out. And I do hope that you are enjoying what you're hearing. Okay, the exciting news this week. I've mentioned this a couple times on Instagram and Facebook, maybe Twitter. I don't know. I'm terrible at social media. But anyways, we're going to be doing a giveaway starting today for a copy of The Ghosts of Salt Marsh, the new adventure coming out for Dungeons and & Dragons. And it will be a copy of the book with the alternate cover, which, you know what, both covers are pretty cool. And I'm a little conflicted about giving this away because it sounds like this adventure will have everything that I love in an adventure. Ghosts, fish people, and wetlands. Anyways, there's going to be some posts on our various social media. All you have to do is find the giveaway post for the rules. But here are the rules. You have to follow us on one of these platforms, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Tag three of your friends or three of your enemies or a mixture. doesn't matter. And then also drop a comment with your favorite moment from the campaign so far. It could be a quote. It could be a critical fail or a critical hit or anything else. And I don't think I really have to say this, but I'll say it anyways. These won't include any of the behind the screen episodes, so we don't want to post any spoilers for those people who are not part of the Dungeon Master group, for those people who aren't listening to the campaign planning episodes, so we'll leave those ones out. So just the favorite part, your favorite moment from the campaign, whatever that happens to be. And we'll be announcing the winner Sometime, I think it's closer to the end of May when The Ghosts of Salt Marsh comes out. On Amazon, I think there's a release date, but I have reserved my copy from a local game store, and they tend to get theirs a bit earlier, so we'll see. I don't know the exact date yet, but for the next few weeks, we'll be talking, posting a lot about it, and I'm excited. I'm excited to hear what everybody's favorite parts are. Okay. That's the exciting announcement. Now let's get into episode 22. This is one of a few episodes that involve traveling, and I did do a an episode on overland travel, and I've tried to incorporate some of my own advice, and we'll see. You can tell me if you think that it was successful or not. So anyways, let's rejoin our heroes. Let's rejoin Candace, Katie, Matt, and Tom, otherwise known as Fiance, Vanna, Spruce Lee, and Gildob Fabblestabble. Oh yeah, and one last thing. If you are enjoying these episodes, and I really, really do hope that you are, you can support us by leaving a rating or review, or telling one of your friends, or going to Amazon, where you can search for any of my reasonably priced fantasy ebooks. There's a complete trilogy if you want to check them out. Okay, now let's rejoin our heroes for real this time. A quick recap. Last time, you spent some time preparing for your journey to go to Bullbrook, a 
city north of Ferris Point, about eight days by way of horse-drawn carriage, which you are in. You got yourself a carriage and a team of horses, but spent uh, only a little bit of time on your plan for a subtle exit. You fought a number of dragonborn guards at one of the city gates, killing most of them while one ran off for reinforcements. You also fought Thorn Twinhammer and Cliff Muscles, formerly of the Nibble Knaves, the Thieves Guild, who now uh, appear to be working for the Dragonborn, presumably because of what they know about the Thieves Guild, and both they and Agrand now have a common enemy in the elusive Martin the Cloak, and you four. Uh, and we start now as you spur your horses into action and exit the city gates. Currently, it is still morning. You just ran over Cliff Muscles as Vanna pushed him off the side of the carriage. Go. Mm. Step one, Gilladab releases a slur of swear words in, in Gnomish about Cliff Muscles and all the horrible things about him. <laughs> We're all just I'm like, just going to say, that one poorly. by that my... <laughs> My use of horrible language. Faye's writing it down for future song use. Oh, inspiration. <laughs> Did anyone take any serious damage during the Nothing serious. The fight? Okay. Not me, no. Nothing a little bit of minor mending won't do. Faye Yeah, I was going to say, I have spell. like... I think you had like less than ten. I have seven left right now. Mm-hmm. Can I make a perception check? What is the road conditions like? Like, are we... Are we in the clear? Are there other people on the roadway? Well, you you didn't want to leave by one of the main gates, I think you had said. So, like, the, the road, you know, it's, it's still a well-traveled road. There are other carriages that are out and about, and a number of people just saw what happened. Hmm. Time to go silence the witnesses. Murdering merchants. (laughs) We're in costume too. Like we all put disguises on. The really big nose with the mustache. Right. And who's got the reins? We could not decide that when we left. I was so confused Uh, about how it happened. Yeah, I thought I did, but then I I think I'm in the back because I pushed the guy off. Right. Yeah, that's what I was confused about. I was like, I thought we were at the front and they came at the back, and then somehow with the covered thing, they could just all jump in the front again. And now who has the reins? I think Spruce does. Good man. <laughs> Glad you have them. <laughs> How yeah. long is a short rest? Like 30 minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got like eight days of travel ahead of us. Presumably for the next 30 minutes, you could just chill out in the back of the wagon. You could roll some hit dice if you wanted. Mm-hmm. I will do that. Oh, wait, do we have 30 minutes so I can roll hit dice? Uh, or will we be minutes. attacked in the 30 minutes that yeah. are happening? Well, I'll... As I pointed out, one guy did run off to get help. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should get further away from. Oh, we're going. I'm okay, not, I'm okay, not, okay. I'm not stopping. Like, oh, all right. I just I need to shoot the back. Okay, yeah. got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Just just reins. Mm-hmm. He's keeping control. We could probably get you some medical attention. I think we should change the color of our tarp covering our wagon as well to disguise our car. Ooh, as soon as you're doing better, you can work on that. <laughs> It's like we went out with a white, and now it's going to be black Ooh. with green racing stripes on the side. Ooh. I like it. No one will know it's us. Like it, It's going to be up to you whether you think that there are going to be bad guys coming after you immediately. Like How, how do you want to safeguard yourself? Well, you said there's other merchants around, right? Mm-hmm. What if we find a merchant with a similar style of cart? See if they're willing to trade. Are Maybe you saying that like one that looks a bit different though? 
somebody. Yeah, somebody has a wagon that's got a black cover on it and ours is white. Let's go see if they're willing to trade the... Especially if they just saw it go down, maybe they'd be less I was going to say, I, don't know. If I, I wouldn't want a hot vehicle coming at me. Like, oh, well, look at you're like chasing the, this vehicle. Hey, the vehicle was purchased uh, above board. Mm-hmm. Like, that's but good. it's wanted. The people driving it are wanted. So let me, let me say this. Carriage didn't do anything. Let me say this. That you can, you can choose to travel like by the main road to go there. Or you could go side roads or you could go completely like bushwhacking it yeah well in terms of pathways from what i remember about the math it's a it's not too long of a journey north do you hit that um i don't know almost like a it's not i don't know if it's a town or a resupply area but it was yeah the fort that was likely in our best assumption when we're talking about it probably also taken by dragonborn so we do want to avoid that so if we can look at maps and find maybe like side roads that go around that area but like we still want to head north and we're still in a cart, so we probably can't go like completely off-road. Yeah. I definitely think we should avoid the main roads because the Dragonborn is still coming in for mm-hmm. sure. Um, would we you would know, possibly, if there would be some merchant side roads that most merchants used not necessarily to stock up, but maybe as shortcuts, or it would still be commonly used by people who are in caravans. Yeah, I might know that. Gilly also wanted to like very quickly into this consideration write a note off to Martin because he's at extreme threat. The fact that we were caught at the door and increased security in the city means that he really needs to be warned to uh, pull the core of the guild like underground and probably keep very secure. So that's high on my priority. Um, And yeah, Gilly would know of some, actually Gilly, Spruce and Venna would all be somewhat familiar with some side roads, like farm roads even that are you know, running close to or parallel to the main roads. And I should also point out, it's impossible for you to get lost with Vanna because she has that power as a ranger. She, you guys, your party can't get lost unless it's by magical means. Yeah, but if we get into a discussion about, like, avoiding the main roads, then I'm more than happy to take, like, farm roads or side roads. Maybe we can even find, like, a just a farmhouse that we might be able to like show up and and pay them a bit to stay as guests. It would be better than staying in an improper. Okay. So if I understand correctly, you're going to take a like a cutoff somewhere. You're going to travel try to like try to spur your horses on a bit faster until you can find a cutoff and then you're going to try to swap out your carriage. Is that Yeah, I'm or... assuming we're at a decent pace like leaving the city. Yeah. Well, can somebody roll me a d12? Five. Okay, it is average temperature. (laughs) It's a nice late summer morning. Also note, Gilladob, in general, will spend most of his time in the cart undercover. I've been underground for a long time, and I'm used to it, and all this fresh air gets to me. (laughs) (laughs) I, I was putting some thought into how to do this travel thing. And I'm going to be keeping track of a few things. Most importantly, like what delays you. Um, And there will be things that you come across that I will roll randomly. And you can, in a lot of cases, you can choose to engage with certain, like if I I point out that there is some kind of NPC that that you see while you're traveling, you can choose to engage with them or not. I'm not going to voice anything uh, random upon you. There may be some like random weather or 
or terrain shit that happens. It'll be tracking things that delay you. And the more things that delay you may have an impact on, on what happens at various points in the journey. Also, I don't know that there's any like artful way to say this, but your characters will know that like the more people, like that if there are Dragonborn out looking for you, or anybody out looking for you, the more people that you interact with, the greater chance that somebody else who's looking for you will find somebody who you've spoken with. I don't think you're like totally out there on the road, like trying to be popular and stuff. <clears throat> I mean, <laughs> it's really hard for me. I think a, a certain someone is getting medical attention in the back. I am also super depressed right now, so I've been pretty quiet. Yeah, it's good for the travel for you guys. It's really hard to maintain and contain this awesomeness. Spruce, what's Spruce doing during this uh, traveling? Driving. Okay. <laughs> and Vanna? Well, if I'm done healing you and you're going to go in the back, I guess I'll move up front then with Spruce. Well, especially if I know the roads. Mm, makes sense to... Oh, you're going to help find like the farm trails or yeah, whatever? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. That would be useful. And what's... Once Faye has healed up, what like what are your hit points at now, by the way? Uh, thirty-one. Thirty-one. Okay, what uh, what is will Faye spend her time doing? Do you think writing a song? Writing a song about an umbrella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, Gilladab's gonna sleep. Just it's the daytime. I would take it. Good old sleep. All right. It, it's it's not too long before you find a like either a, a, a farmstead or another traveling carriage i just want to want to play out this how you're gonna sort of try to get them to swap carriages with you because i'm interested in how that turns out (laughs) i mean that was your guy's plan mine was just to try and disguise the balloon that we have currently (laughs) yeah it was just an idea it was an idea Uh, if we have means of just disguising ours sure i don't know how you're gonna pull that off though without using a concentration spell well it's also like it's a cart. Like, how different do carts look? It's a good question, DM. How different do all the carts look? Do they all look similar? Do we look like a regular cart, or...? Everyone is, like, sponsored by a variety of different companies. <laughs> okay, um, as you slowly acclimatize to the jostling of the carriage and the rhythmic step of the horses, your minds begin to remark on the vast openness of the landscape, perhaps a welcome change from your journey underground. Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) The rest of us can finally breathe. It's disturbing. You can see, like, as far as the eye can tell. There's no ceiling above you. It's totally awful. (laughs) I feel like I can finally breathe out here. It's actually room. It doesn't smell like shit. (laughs) It must. Gildog goes back to sleep. We have some box you'd like to go into or something yeah, I'm like in the that. Back. <laughs> Faye sets you up a little tent, like with all the potato sack bags and stuff. I've just like made you a cave. Crawl right in there. Yeah. Yes, I'm glad to be out of the city and back in nature. How about Spruce, the wood elf? It's fine. <laughs> Are we in the wilderness yet? Not really. We're still just on some. Like, He's like the dad farm, driving the family. Like, <laughs> oh, isn't the view beautiful? It's fine. I'm yeah. focused, focused on my task. I'm thinking about what just happened, and I'm trying to get us somewhere where I feel at least a little bit safe. Um, after about an hour of travel on the path ahead of you, you see a wagon similar to yours, except one of the rear wheels 
evidently decided it had had enough and rolled off to the other side of the road. There's a young woman beside it kneeling on the ground as she tries to pick up a number of items that fell out of the back of the wagon when the wheel escaped to freedom. She sees you from a distance and waves an imploring look in her eyes even from far away. Can you roll me a perception check? 19. Ooh, okay. You notice that there are, like, the items on the ground are canvases. Um, some have full paintings on them. Some are half-started. Some are blank. There's a number of containers on the ground as well, most of them intact, but some broken with the paint within the broken ones now soaking the ground. I'm going to vote we don't stop. What? <laughs> Spruce pulls on the reins and screeches the, the horses to a stop <laughs> right by her. <laughs> I say, damn it! That's definitely in Spruce's character. He would help anybody, yeah. no matter what, even if they were trying to trap us so they could take our money. Yeah, I was going to stop anyway. But, um... Well, I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to address you guys. Probably not. I'm just going to call to her and ask if she needs help, which is stupid. Obviously, she needs help, but whatever. She eagerly accepts. She's like, yes, yes, my, I, I just need someone to help lift the back of this of this wagon so I can get this wheel back on. I am sitting there unimpressed. <laughs> Why is Vanna impressed? Because <laughs> I'm not CAA if we're trying to get away from the city. <laughs> And not talk to people. I'm not inclined to help her. I like this van. <laughs> She's always been that way. She well, hates yeah. people, right? Yeah. For anyone listening in the States, CAA is the Canadian equivalent of AAA, <laughs> just so you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> people in Britain? I don't know. I don't know what you have. We're not the people that come fix your cars, damn it. <laughs> okay, you're still sleeping, mm-hmm. Gilly. So, um, Vanna, you and I are probably the strongest anyway. Uh-huh. I'm just going to look at you. And kind of keep, like, looking at you and then looking at her. <laughs> Give you, like, the puppy dog eyes. And be like, come on. <laughs> I'm going to get out and start Okay, I'll gruffly out. say, fine. Reluctantly. Because, I don't know, we're already stopped. Call back to Faye. Be like, we're going to help this person. I'm going to start looking at the paintings that are laying out and what they're of. Like bowls of fruit. Are they actually any good? Um... Because no. Faye's like an aficionado of the arts. She knows like good artwork. No, Faye thinks she's an <laughs> She's grown up in luxury, so she's had good paintings around her, so she'd probably know if they didn't it. suck. You know, everybody needs a hobby. Ugh, not good. Never mind. I was going to let her paint my portrait so that she would have evidence of meeting me. That's what we want right now. Don't do that. Why'd you invite her out of the cart? Don't do that. I dragged her the back for medical attention. I thought I did my. You could say, like, oh, can you put the word wanted above my head? (laughs) Because I'm in high demand in many pubs and taverns. My nose doesn't look like this, despite what my tattoo. Look at this. It's different. Is it clear that she's by herself? Can we 100% tell this yet? Uh, Make a perception check. Eight. She looks like she's by herself. <laughs> you can't fully see into the back of her wagon, though, but... Yeah, so as we're, we're moseying out, I think I'll just make sure I poke my head back that way so I can see what's up. Hmm. Give me an investigation check, then. Twelve. You can hear somebody inside the carriage. Why the fuck are they helping her, then? What is this? 
<laughs> do you say that as Vander? Because I hope that's what you say. Yeah, I think I will to you. <laughs> well, to both her and, and to Spruce, yeah. And then I'll say, I don't like this. She looks very apologetic. She introduces herself as as Tara, and she says, that's that's my brother Kent. He's, he's not himself. I'm trying to get out of the city. This, this whole situation in Ferris Point is getting too dangerous, and he's... He uses that elixir, and I'm just trying to get him somewhere safe because he's either going to get himself arrested or killed. Do you have him locked up back there? Oh, y- yeah, he's chained up, and she, like, shows you the key. If Can we roll an insight check to see if she yeah. seems like she's being honest? That's a natural 20. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, she's saw the truth. Okay. Feel the dog mumbles in, him sl- mumbles in his sleep. Where, where are they going? <laughs> Somebody can make an athletics check to try to... Hoist this carriage up. Mm. One of you is helping. Uh, That'd be Spruce. He's the only one that really wanted to help, so yeah, I'm guessing you're I'll, there. I'll, I'll go lift. And Van is helping? Sure, yes. Okay, so then that would be uh, with advantage. Reluctantly. <laughs> 16. Okay, yeah. You, you lift this carriage up high enough that she's able to get the wheel back on, and you jostle it and, and strike it enough times that it feels secure. And she asks how she can, like, repay you for for helping her. I notice you have a lot of a lot of paint there. <laughs> Wondering if there's maybe a a container or two you wouldn't mind parting with. Could you paint flames on the side of our cart? Or bunnies. <laughs> flames with bunnies. Flaming, Flaming bunnies. bunnies. <laughs> uh, maybe something less conspicuous. Just. Why? We didn't leave Pharaoh's point with flaming bunnies. No one will suspect it. It might catch the eye. For once, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but we, we want something that's not going to draw attention to well, us. we want... <laughs> <laughs> we want flaming bunnies. What about not Faye Gilly? <laughs> that's a names. surefire way. It'll work. It'll work. Not wanted by the city. Uh, she does like a real shit job. <laughs> <laughs> of flaming bunnies? Of flaming yeah. bunnies? Yes! Yeah. God damn it. They look more just like pink doughy meteors. <laughs> like ditto <laughs> with eyes. I like it. Okay. Uh, she she thanks you again and goes on her way. Since Gilladon's been sleeping this whole time, if possible, I'd like you to let me know when time enough has passed that it's a long rest. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, Maybe also just when we're leaving this person that we helped, if we might mention, like, looks like we're both on our way out of Pharaoh's Point. Maybe this meeting never happened. I feel like both sides can agree on that. In case anyone gets... Yeah, yeah. Okay, as morning turns into afternoon, you pass a few other travelers, some merchants, some farmers... Some people like driving herds of cattle and other farm animals. But as you get a bit further away from the city and take a less traveled road, you do come across a scene of what looks to be some kind of some ominous looking carvings in a tree with some like animal bones that have been strung up in the tree in a particular way. These are just like off the path. Yeah, you notice them sort of on some trees, like a hundred meters off of the road. 
Okay, so the landscape that you're traveling through is scattered farms, rolling hills, and where the farmland ends, the landscape is overtaken with forests that seem to be without borders. The further you go from the safety of Pharaoh's Point, or the safety that Pharaoh's Point once represented, the more you notice the unnerving quiet and the absence of the crowds of the city. Civilization has been slow to reclaim many parts of the realm, and it's as if the land itself is scarred and inhospitable in some ways. Vanna knows that the larger forested areas are, in some instances, homes to dangerous beasts or used as hideouts for bandits or small groups of orcs and gnolls. Like Noel Gallagher, Noel, <laughs> um, other famous gnolls. Beyonce gnolls? Yeah. <laughs> So it's, at this point, it's been a long rest for anybody who's asleep. And the daylight is fading, and you want to find a place to spend the night. As Gilladab wakes up, like, we're here in farm territory? Yeah. Is there any, like, farmstead that's within sight? Uh, yeah. Yeah. As I would kind of propose we just do, like, the generic country hospitality of you stop into a place and you go, hey, can we sleep in your barn? I think that's... Fairly common, actually. No one will turn me away. Well, you have an ability that I'm pretty sure means they won't actually <laughs> turn you away, so that could be beneficial. Yeah, it, technically for like inns and it can be courts and things like that that I can perform for, mm-hmm. but I'm also like charming and enthralling and persuasive, so mm-hmm. pretty sure that unless I failed mm-hmm. miserably, we'd be able to stay somewhere. <laughs> so I guess if Gilladab like talks to the group about this idea of like, you know, imposing ourselves on some farmstead as much as it pains me it's like well maybe this is like phase traveling cart and like i'm probably more noticeable so i'll stay out of the way and in the back you are my uh, band of merry servants uh, yes <laughs> don't pick me up Vanna and I could at least pose as, like, bodyguards or something, <laughs> presumably. Stage hands. I need someone to carry all my props. All right, not a prop, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, in the middle strapping on my baby carrier. <laughs> <laughs> baby Bjorn. <laughs> that should have been Gilly's tattoos on the knuckles, not a prop. <laughs> not a prop. <laughs> Let me hear Faye's pitch to this farmstead owner for you guys to bed down in the barn. Okay, so set the scene for me who we're coming into, what I'm seeing around me, and what this farmstead owner is like. What Faye's used to seeing, it's it's not a super nice place, but it's this old, like, this small, like, one that looks like there's just one door, and it's almost, like, built into the side of this little hill, and there's a fairly sturdy-looking barn, and there's a bunch of pens. Um, the owner is a, like, a young couple, they say that they're minding the farm while they're, uh, while the one of their fathers like ill. I get out of the cart and make everyone all stay in, and I stretch my legs and I approach the house and to talk to them, and I go, "Hello, couple, couple, couple." <laughs> <laughs> I am but a fair. An amazingly talented bard traveling across country to spread joy and cheer. I am looking for a place for me and my helpers and servants to stay. 
would you open your barn to us so that we may crash on the floor? Uh, I can offer you payment in a poem or a song or a portrait of myself that I can draw on a napkin. <laughs> Uh, whatever suits your fancy that I can offer, I would be happy to help. Okay, uh, roll a persuasion check. 20. Okay, they don't really hesitate at all to agree. They ask you how many people are in your in your carriage and if you need like food or water. Yeah, sure. We'll take we'll take food if they are willing to offer it so that we don't have to dip into our stash. The wife uh, asks if you could sing a song for her father who's got a, a temperature and he's bedridden. I would love to. How are you guys going to handle sort of, are you just in the barn? Is anybody keeping a, a watch out at night? Anything like that? Gildadob slept all day, so I don't need to sleep. I just want to point out, though, that I stay on the opposite side of the room of the sick person because I don't want to catch whatever that guy has. Are we going to, I don't know, is it possible to like hide our cart away somehow? Yeah, like it tuck it barn? behind a building yeah. or in the barn or I something we were, like that? we would put it in the barn because we said we could. Yeah. Okay. Barn, yeah. Feeding the horses and watering the horses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, Fair, are you staying like in the house or are you staying with us? No, I, there's a sick person here. I don't want to be in here. Okay. <laughs> That's your reason. They're gross and dying. Because I totally expect you to be like, yeah, where's my room? Compassionate <laughs> like a hero. Yeah. Did anything seem off about the weird dying guy? Or is he just old? Did anything seem off about the old smelly weird dying guy? <laughs> Just keep adding adjectives. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what's your alignment again? <laughs> Everything seem off about the old, weird, smelly, evil dying guy. <laughs> Are you like chaotic neutral here or something? Like, I what's think your... we had, well, we discussed it. We hadn't really. You keep saying we discussed <laughs> yeah, it. We talked and about I it. Never know what you're talking no, about. No, we talked about it via text where you said that because we hadn't decided what I was when I was talking about it before. Probably I'm more chaotic, but just out of unknowing and not knowing things. Well, you're not lawful, so like, yeah, you're more chaotic on the lawful side. But like, are you good or evil? Because you have some pretty heavy disdain for living people, like just for people who are below me. And that seems to be almost everyone. So you'd be evil. I'm pretty awesome. It's hard to be as awesome. No, I'm not evil. evil? I'm not evil. Well, I just believe that everyone wants to worship me. Evil. Less no, less so now though that I've mm. come out from the underground. Tom's making a pretty compelling case for Faye being evil. I gotta say, <laughs> actually, you're making a pretty compelling case. To <laughs> Tom's just pointing it out. Like I said, I think she's only she's used to being in charge of everything, and she's only done stupid things based on her total lack of understanding about how the world works. Because it's the like she's so naive. So far, that's come across as murderous and you know, gross. <laughs> So, Tom, you had said that Gilladob's passive perception is 18. It is. All right. At some point, maybe you're just sort of peeking out of, of the doors or there's one of those um, loft windows for where they can like hoist bales of hay up into the loft. You're just like looking out and the night has been mostly cloudy, but for a few hours during your watch, the clouds part and bathe the world in a soft silvery blue light. Uh, and as a gentle wind sort of winds its way through the evening, you look up and you see a brief glimpse of what you think is a flying creature outlined against the moon only for a moment before disappearing behind a cloud. Okay, well, I had set a DC on this, but you automatically beat it. I could roll higher. Like your inclination is that it 
looks like a dragon was your first gut reaction, but in your mind you're like, that's impossible, right? Gildab would like to try and consider, now that he's had like a second telling of this, like, sure, the dragons might be dead, but what about like weaverins or like something that might be like close to the dragons, but not a real full dragon? Hmm. I don't know if that would be like lore or nature. All of them are probably rough for me to do a roll on, but I'd I'd start thinking about other potentials there. Sorry, are you are you asking if you could tell the difference between a dragon and a wyvern, or if you just know that there are still wyverns that are out there? I guess it's like having a sighting of my own, and I heard about it before. I was very doubtful that it would be a dragon, but seeing something myself, it's like okay, maybe I should take this more seriously. Like, what could be mistaken for a dragon? Like, and and so I guess it's more like, does Giladab have enough? knowledge of like a creature that looks small for a dragon that would be more suited to like a weaver or something like yeah make a nature check nat 20 (laughs) dang maybe it was like during one of your interactions with uh, like one of the acolytes at the arcane academy uh, because they're very studious you know that wyverns are still out there they're related to dragons they're not intelligent like they're just like beasts, whereas like dragons are intelligent creatures. What you saw could have been the size of a wyvern or could have been the size of a younger dragon, you think. Mm. Well, fair enough. Either way, it kind of at least grounds it that like this isn't a tail. There is some sort of beast. Very concerning. I make note of it and I will tell the group in the morning when everyone's awake. Okay, the rest of the night passes uneventfully, and everybody has the benefits of a long rest. So do I know, do I know about this sighting now? Yeah, I would tell everyone about it over breakfast. Okay. Can I use my primeval awareness to see if I can tell if there's any dragons around? Yes, you can. I will do that, please. You meditate for one minute, and you get the sense that there are no dragons within five miles of you. Okay, day two, somebody roll me a d12. Got it. Six. Hmm. It's slightly more hot today. That's all. <laughs> you guys, it's been getting nice day after nice day so hmm. far. Good. One of these days, you might get fog. That's <laughs> yeah, all up. That's all up to upset. Gildob doesn't like the heat. He stays in the shade in the back. <laughs> gotta guys, gotta get to know. Above surface, Giladon. <laughs> it's a very different creature than when you knew me underground. All right, so you told us about this dragon thing that you saw. Mm-hmm. This thing you saw. Um, we should probably tell the the tattoo trust. What are we called? The tattoo room? The guys in the tattoo room? Let's go tell the rest. You know what I'm talking about. Especially because it wasn't it Martin who told us originally that it was a couple of his guys who thought they saw a No, it was Nestor. Oh, it was Nestor. Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that they've already kind of been aware of this it would definitely be smart of us to tell is everyone going into this meeting or is like or only a couple of you while you still travel well i mean gilly's the one who saw it he's most important for him yeah i guess i'll pop in i'll just keep driving did we thank that kind couple for played them a song did we just in a way you don't want to be overly thankful that's suspicious true also we don't really want to be memorable yeah it's impossible (laughs) 
I also told them my name was May instead of Faye, so we got it, guys. <laughs> Good cover. <laughs> yep. Genius. I know. Hmm. Like, for Gilladob, like, it feels like a draw to bring people into the meeting. Like, I'd be more prone to just, like, write updates to Martin, because that seems more, like, normal to me. Okay. And I would include details that, like, it was seen, I attempted to make comparisons towards, like, its size, its even like, Weaver or a young dragon potentially sized. And I would include a note that, um, Vanna, what's your ability called? Primeval Awareness. Yeah. So with that awareness, we weren't able to tell if it was a dragon, but it was a little bit afterwards, so it could have left the area. <clears throat> hey, can somebody roll me a d6? I'll do it. Five. Hmm. And then a d12? That's a d10. Oh, the mm-hmm. 12 looks like... There we go. Oh. It's one that goes up to 12. <laughs> oh, what? Six. Um, there's a, what looks to be like a, like a stray dog that has come onto the road behind you and seems to be taking interest in you. He's kind of trailing you. Is he cute? Aw, he is. (laughs) Is he a good boy? He's a good boy. Of course he's a good boy. (laughs) Faye tosses him a couple of the scraps of food that she has left over from her lunch. It doesn't really, like, want to get too close to you but you you travel on and you like you go over some like rolling hills so at at times and and around bends so at times you lose sight of it but always seems to be sort of um following you for for a while you come across uh heading the other way is what looks to be some kind of merchant uh carriage it has got like a big sign painted on the side of his, his carriage and he, he waves at you, asks if you're looking to buy any wares, any supplies or, or anything like that. Good uh, <laughs> flips his cloak around to the fancy purple <laughs> sign, stretches and gets out of the cart. All right, I guess I stopped the cart then. It wouldn't matter, I just leap right mm-hmm. out. He says, oh, travelers, do you need anything? I am Arn Bjorg O'Houlihan and I sell tonics, tinctures and tools. Pleasure to meet you, Arm Bureau Bulahan. Why do you call you Arm? I'm Gildob Fabblestabble, purveyor of gems and many shiny objects. Well met, well met, travelers. And these are your three mute friends. Hello. Two mute friends. <laughs> we got flaming bunnies on ours. It's a nice card. <laughs> We say that Gildob's somewhat aware that he just gave away his entire identity. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's just the way I just fall into step. That was like a fey move through and through. Like yeah. we're all just like, what? It just falls into motion. I start chatting, start asking about his wares, what he's got, where he's coming from. Oh, he says, I come from many distant far off lands. Old Armbjorg here has the best items. You uh, four adventurers look like you're off on some lofty quest. You get the idea that he's like made made this pitch many times before, but uh, can I make an insight check? Sure, sure. Twenty. Uh, you don't sense anything malicious. He's he's just trying to to grease you up. All right. So I read right through it. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, yeah, sure. He's 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 nice enough, but he's. I give him a few like professional courtesies of like great tactics. I appreciate it. I've been there, but you know, it's not really gonna work on me. He drops the voice. Like, okay, good, fine. <laughs> uh, I hate doing that spiel, but uh, yeah. What what can I do for you? Uh, or can I? Do you need anything? I've got lots of lots of oddities. Any chance you got some uh, dragon bones back there? <laughs> <laughs> no, no chance of that. But share this with me. Are you going into maybe a dangerous situation? You look like you're uh, prepared for it. Maybe you're not totally unused to being in you know situations that are out of the ordinary. Hmm? Anything outside of the city walls in this day and age is dangerous. True enough, true enough. Well, if you want to get the edge, you got to try this version of... It's a very popular elixir, but there's a lot of side effects, but I've managed to finally get rid of Finally get rid of these side effects. Talking about new life, then. Well, that's like the old brand. I want to call it something new, but I haven't come up with a name for it yet. Old new life. New new life. Second life? <laughs> second new life. New second life. We're, we're not the type to be taking something like new life. He shrugs. He's like, oh, well, that's okay. There's there's always demand somewhere. Well, frankly, my interest is more in how you would have created such a thing more than the final product. Are you a studier of alchemy or the arcane arts? Old Arnbjorg never reveals uh, too many of his, of his tricks. I have to keep my source a, a secret. When we originally talked to Elwyn about him creating New Life, what was the purpose of New Life, like when he created it? Uh, he was wanting a uh, to make some kind of potion that would make Kalira live longer, mm. but it didn't turn out quite exactly the way he hoped. So this guy's saying he's got an elixir that can make you live longer without all the side effects, essentially. Mm. I'm going to more go down the route of proposing to him, like, you know, I'm not interested in the product. But he clearly has some sort of backstory of where this has come from. And he's heading the opposite direction from us. So most likely he's going towards Pharaoh's point. That's possible. So I would propose more of a trade of information that him arriving at Pharaoh's point might have its own list of problems. And I could update him on the current goings on there if he would provide an update from his travels and where he was coming from. Now, this doesn't have to be about, like, the source of his new life product, but road conditions, what town was he in, how things were. Still valuable information. Can you roll me another insight check? 16. All right. He seems, that like, the more that you ask about his background, he, he kind of gets, like, a little bit uneasy. But he says, oh, well, I, uh been taking a long route coming from uh from cinder spire initially it's a uh, it's a dangerous road out that way out out west you know closer to the border you get in the meantime i just want to say as soon as spruce heard the guy talk about new life i'm gonna say i that i um went into one of those mental meeting things and called elwin right away okay basically mm. to tell him there's We've come across someone who's claiming to have a form of new life with no side effects. His name is whatever it was. <laughs> Arnbjorg Ohulahan. Arnbjorg Ohulahan. What race is he? He's a dwarf. Elwyn is like, whoa, 
saying some dwarf has done what I what I couldn't. I think he's he, I think he's trying to sell you something that he's saying is not harmful, but mm. in, in in a matter of fact that it probably is. Okay, but there's nothing else that we should be suspicious of. You think? Well, other than that, <laughs> in and of itself, being suspicious, that his name doesn't ring a bell to you or anything. Mm. No, not in the least. Okay, just thought we should check. All right. So I have to go move my, more of my laundry onto the chaise. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll ask him one thing about, other than his new life, does he have any magical or unique wares? Then other than that, I would just um, take a good long perception check about like what he's got on him. Oh, on his person? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, roll a perception check if you would. 11. He's got like some pretty standard weapons but you think that's probably just more of a fact that he's a traveling merchant and wants to protect himself i'll ask him to take a look at the new life potion that he's offering and then i'm going to use sleight of hand to attempt to switch it with my fake new life that i have in my inventory still you still have that i do that's amazing my sleight of hand's invisible and i think i can make a sleight of hand check contested against the creature's wisdom perception check okay so he he like hops down off of his carriage and he sort of like opens up the uh like pulls down the side of his of his wagon there and it's got like it's like a fold out cupboard sort of thing okay so just so i know like are you trying to swap out or or yeah i would like handle it i'd be looking at it you know maybe give it a, a sniff and a close inspection and then Somewhere with sleight of hand, as well as my mage hand, basically use the mage hand to pull out my fake vial and do a quick sleight of hand. So you'd be keeping a vial of, of his new life and giving him the fake one. Oh. Wasn't the point of keeping the crap new life was if someone was going to force us to take new life, you could swap out the pretend no. It was, but it was also just like my roguish, sometime this will be useful. Mm-hmm. And now's <laughs> my time. <laughs> And now you have new life. <laughs> yeah, that might come up useful. Mm-hmm. That's the way Gilladob rolls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, give me a... Is sleight of hand a skill? Like, I can never remember yeah, all the little it's things It's like a under dexterity. Okay, cool, yeah. 24. Oh. Doesn't even see it happen. Yeah. Well, nonetheless, I'm not the type to take it. I do wish you the best and give you fair warning that this is highly restricted in Pharaoh's Point. That is where you're headed. He says, oh, well, you are, you're an insightful gnome. Yes, that's, that's the general direction. Maybe a few stops along the way, depending on the road conditions. Mm-hmm. Can somebody roll me a, a D100 like three times? Oof. Okie dokie. Uh, 104. <laughs> Against 107. Okay. 38. I guess it would have been 17, 14, and 38. Okay. So he's, like, you asked about his other stuff. He has some potions of greater healing, a uh, potion of fire breath. Ooh. And what was the last one? 38? Yes. Potion of animal friendship. Hmm. I feel like I want the potion of fire breath, but I'll see what kind of 
group deal I can get is like, no, sure, healing potions are always useful. What kind of deal would you give me if you just like throw in the fire breath there, you know? Because you got to downplay what you really want. In return, I will offer a chime of opening for trade because I got extras. Ooh. So he'll do he'll do a trade with uh, the chime of opening, um, and then I guess residual would be like fifty gold for the potion of fire breath. What would that? So the chime of opening and fifty gold, and then you would get the greater healing potion and potion of fire breath. Then I'll I'll take the deal. Fifty gold, the chime of opening. Fair enough. All right. He shakes your hands and he says, "All right, Old Arnbjorg's back on the road." So you part ways and you keep on. What about that dog? If anything, Gildar doesn't seem like. To, yeah. What's with this mutt following us around? Mm-hmm. We've just been feeding him scraps at the back of the, the caravan. Oh, we have. He's like, no, I don't know. This has been following us. <laughs> Followed me home, Mom. I don't know. Do you want to keep it? Yeah. Yeah. I pick the dog up by the scrap and I toss it at me. You he actually, catch it. He's, he's, he's like, far back. He's not like right up next to us. He's been staying his distance. Well, I go to do that. You, you should go chase after the dog. <laughs> well, I was gonna walk up. It's, if it runs away, it runs away. But... Tell me, it's like a good sized dog. So like he's almost the same. Like he could ride it like a pony. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I walk up and it gets hesitant, then I'll use my mage hand. <laughs> How big is this dog? Five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Like German Shepherd size, small Shetland pony, like Yorkie. <laughs> no, it's like teacup Yorkie. <laughs> you mistake it for a, a rock dog. occasionally. That's not a dog. It's like a like a small shepherd type dog. <laughs> not, not like a human shepherd. <laughs> no, like I was gonna shepherd. stop myself. So a dwarven shepherd. <laughs> Are you trying to approach it in a non-threatening way, or are you just like, screw this? You treat it like an item. I just walk up and be like, is this your dog? So he's just walking up to try and grab this dog, apparently. I've been working this whole time to build trust with the small. Is animal handling still a thing? <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it actually is. Gilly, make me an animal okay. handling check. Eleven. Yeah, you, you grab that dog. <laughs> is this your dog? Attack us! Like, <laughs> it's just a dog. You just walk up to the cart and I yes, I pick up the dog and it I bring it to you. It isn't like thrilled about being picked up, but it kind of goes along with it. Can you do like a perception check on the dog? Can you, if something is like a familiar, can you perceive that? Is that something that someone? It would be perceive? a fey creature, most likely, at least somewhat arcane. Maybe if you could detect you do, magic. like a like a magic check or, so, or an arcana mm-hmm. check, something maybe. But I just put it in the back of the cart and I go about my business. Does anyone else have What's... a magic check that they want to do that? Okay, I have detect magic, yeah. It is not magical. All right, let's continue on. Uh, so you got a greater healing potion, which is 4d4 plus 4, and a potion of fire breath. And a puppy. <laughs> and a puppy. And an owl. That's a pretty good deal for 50 gold. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Candace, why don't you give me a d6 roll? Okay, as you travel on into the afternoon, you come to a part of the road that um, apparently has been damaged by a landslide, and it will be difficult to 
to like go straight over. So you'll have to either go around a little bit longer way or try to like make some kind of uh, navigation check to or or maybe a survival check to to get your carriage across this difficult ground. How far of a distance is it that? Like maybe like a few hundred meters looks like like you've come into sort of the shadow of this big uh, bigger hill and a lot of rocks have kind of fallen loose. So you can either try to make it through with a with a skill check or you can just try to circle back around and just go like take a safer longer way. I opt for safer longer way. Does it just looks like this was a natural landslide kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, we just go around, I guess. Does it seem like there's a fairly easy way around? Like, not too, too out of the way? Yeah, Vin, and Vin is pretty confident with her ability never to get lost. That she can get you back on track. All right. Yeah, let's go around. Okay. Nothing else happens of note The uh, through the afternoon. You pass some other uh, travelers who don't really grab your attention in any particular way. Um, and night approaches on the second day of your travel on the road. Are you going to try to do the same thing that you did before? Like a, try to find a, a barn or something? Does it look like we might find one around us? Or are we kind of like in the middle of nowhere right now? Well, you're further away from Farrah's point. Why don't you just give me a straight D20 roll? And we'll figure it out. Ten or higher, you can it's find a natural one. 20. <laughs> ah, all right. Have we passed the Resolute Keep? No, that would be more on like close to the end of the third or the mid fourth day, perhaps. Faye, you're gonna have to give me yeah. another pitch, give me another perception or, or sorry, persuasion check to to secure your lodgings. Can I just hold up my puppy and be like, "Look, puppy"? No, okay. <laughs> they point to the barn. There's like 17 stray dogs, <laughs> barn dogs, puppy friends. <laughs> I'm just like putting them all in the cart. <laughs> It's just like so hungry for companionship right now. People who love her. She's just throwing all the dogs in. Uh, so it's just another farmhouse pitch. 17? Yeah, 17's good. I have to name my dog. What you, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean your dog? <laughs> Our dog. Can uh, Faye give me an animal handling check? I just want to I just want to see how like if this dog takes to you at all or not. He loves me, okay? <laughs> Oh, crap. Six. <laughs> I want to, like, bend down with a little scrap of meat, too, and, like... I've been feeding him Here, the boy. whole time. And I rolled a, a 19 for animal handling. Oh, <laughs> yeah. shit. He likes spruce better. <laughs> it's a good boy. Yeah, that's a good boy. I give him lots of scratches behind the ear. He, do- he doesn't seem <laughs> to take to fame. I like spruce a lot. <laughs> Sorry. It's just Nobody the dice loves- roll, you know. that stupid dog anyway <laughs> hang on it just let gilly grab it went to spruce like maybe Faye was the only reason it wasn't approaching the carriage like <laughs> okay um no peculiar sightings on the second night yeah somebody give me a quick d12 eight hot damn that's cloudy with light rain and no random occurrence for the morning of day three and as the afternoon rolls around, the farmland that you've been traveling through sort of begins to become more and more sparse and it's becoming more and more of a forested 
area, at least with this road that you're on. I am overjoyed. <laughs> as am I. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I am very happy. Is this the, like the interchange that Spruce and Ben are having? <laughs> yes, in the front seat. Yeah. Mm. I'm we very happy. We have such a, yes. a good back and forth. <laughs> good rapport. I like it. I approve of the weather. <laughs> I as well. Yes. Uh, I'd like everyone to give me a perception check. Natural 20. Unnatural 20. Me too. We're rolling pretty good today. Unnatural like. 22. <laughs> <laughs> We're all very well slept from that night before. Because mm-hmm. I was cuddling up with the pup. Oh, rub it <laughs> in. Rub it in. Salt we can both have cuddled up with the dog. I hate you. The dog hates me because of you. Doesn't I hate you. It just liked me more. <laughs> I don't like you. So as you're sort of cresting this this hill on this uh, back road that you're on, a breeze sort of brings the smell of, of smoke to your nostrils. Um, and as you get to the top of this hill, your vision becomes hazy for a sec as there's like some, some billowing smoke uh, as you get your sights on this, this carriage that's on the side of the road and it looks like it's just caught on fire. And then in the distance, you can hear like the crackling of of magic and the clanging of of metal and angry shouts and draconic uh Gilladab, you immediately well everybody sees this but but i think Gilladab has more of a insider knowledge on what's going on you see a group of dragonborn attacking three travelers one of whom is an old man who's being like hobbling along with the help of someone younger and you sort of notice that there's there's two two younger people with this uh, older men and you can sort of tell even from a distance that they have like that they're using wands and you can sort of see colors associated with the arcane academy Ooh. they even attack scholars disgusting 